0: Hello everybody and welcome again to another episode of the input output, I would say series podcast, but I mean, you know, we just having fun on the show. We're joined as always again this week by our co-host, Mr. GamingLif and, and Mr. MCE amazing himself. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing indubitably
1: uh, fine today. Yo, everybody out there, what's going on? It's your boy MCE Mason coming at you today with our with our crew with another input output what's happening people and we're joined this week by the one and only
0: evo top eight finalist, chicago native street fighter five dragon ball fighters competitive amazing guy all around we're joined by the cool kid how are you doing today man oh i'm doing good just chilling
2: peaceful thank god (laughs) (laughs) and thank y'all for having me
0: oh man it's great to have you here man as always we like to start the show by asking you some questions about yourself so you know we can go ahead and start this off i can ask you a question so you know so you are one of the few people in the fgc that can say that you've made it to top eight in one of the probably the biggest is the biggest uh fighting game tournament that we have evo could you tell us about you know that role to making it top eight and how it felt to be in the top eight at evo i know it probably had to feel like very very surreal that it's like man i'm really here top eight in evo so how was that experience for you
2: it still feels surreal even uh thinking about it sometimes. because like the previous year that was my very first evo and i remember practicing hard for that and then i end up like. That was when they had the whole, you know, you made it out of pools, but you really didn't. Next day, you make it to round two, all that stuff. And I think I, like, lost in, like, round two before I even got top 16 and all that. And I still remember I was up there, uh, I was up there crying when I lost because I really wanted to win that. <laughs> or at least make top eight, you know. And I remember, you know, my wife, she up there, you know, cheer me up and everything, and then fast forward to you know the year, a year later. and I had booked the flight, let me see, Sunday morning because I didn't even believe I was gonna uh, make top eight. That's always been my biggest issue is I like doubt myself, second guess myself, and I just I had booked the flight for Sunday Sunday morning. I said, I- I'm probably gonna do good, but I ain't gonna get that far. And then end up making top eight, you know, that day, and just all the emotions were just like, just crazy. Like I was gonna cry on stage right there. I stayed crying. Like <laughs> I was gonna cry on stage when I won, but you know, everybody came up there, you know, congratulating me and stuff. So, shoot, it it wiped the tears right away. <laughs> and it's, I say, it's still surreal now to think about it because. Looking at, you know, because I, I just see myself as just an average guy, you know, just an everyday normal person. And you can see it like if y'all, there's still some videos out there like when we all just went up on stage. They was calling everybody, everybody looking all professional, got they, you know, sponsor stuff on. And then here I am with some Tim's. you know, I, think, I forgot <laughs> what I had on, but it was just like some everyday clothes compared to everybody else. So it's you know it, it just still feels surreal that that all even happened.
3: So you just mentioned it, and um, it's something that I know that uh, you know, some people have the same situation, and I know that what I've seen, she's been a big support system to you, um, system to you. I just wanted to ask, like, how was that balance between like you know being a competitor and having like um, you know, married life? Because like I said, I, I see your wife; she supports you a whole lot, which I think is dope. Um, you know, and I think that's a great type type of thing to have for a person that games and competes to have somebody that actually supports them. So how was that experience?
2: Oh uh, it like at first it was like it was kinda hard just because, you know, you are trying to balance, you know, spending time, you know, you know, with your significant other and then you trying to balance out practicing. It became easier once I realized, you know, that you don't need to practice every single day. That's what happened back in EVO 2017. I practiced every day, countless hours. 2018, when I made Top 8, I didn't practice as much, which is the weird thing. I didn't practice as much, but I guess just instinct and just trying to, I guess, you know, hold it together, it made it much it made it much easier. So I guess it was just the, the quality and the time that I actually did put in for those few days and hours I did do the following year. So that's kind of just how I balance it. Plus, the day she be at work, that would be the time I stay on the game. Then once she get off work, then that's when I be already wrapping up whatever set I'm doing, you know. So it, it balances out pretty well.
1: Uh, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Cool Kid, uh, I was wondering, um, how exactly uh, did you get into fighting games?
2: I got, the, I got into fighting games in the weirdest way. Uh, me and my, my homie Jonathan, uh, we had, uh, had a childhood friend of mine, like a brother, I say. We, had, we normally used to play the, the SmackDown games back in the day. You know, SmackDown versus Raw things <laughs> like that. Oh yeah. And
0: <laughs> S- supposed and to
2: his mother. Yeah. <laughs> his mother uh accidentally broke his disc. And to make up <laughs> for it, yeah. <laughs> to make up for it, I don't remember exactly why, but she got him Street Fighter 4 instead to make up for it. So he started playing it, he started enjoying it, and he's like, Marcus, go, let's play this uh street fight. I'm like, man, this looks boring, what is this? And we uh slowly, you know, I started playing it. I, I picked Ken because it feel like all of us pick Ken for whatever reason. I picked Ken, yeah,
0: <laughs> <and, laughs> I mean,
2: here to go, man. Yeah, go. <clears throat> <laughs> I had picked Ken. And the more I kept playing, every day I was, you know, going over this house playing, I was like, man, this this game, I think is kind of fun. Okay, I'm getting the hang good. And then I eventually bought Street Fighter four myself. And then, you know, once I bought it myself and I slowly just started, you know, playing it and just started getting more familiar with everything, it wasn't really until, let me see, which one was it when Cody... They was a Super Street Fighter Four, I think, when they re- yeah. uh release Cody DJ.
3: Yeah, that was super.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, one super drop. That's when I actually found you know my character and really started getting into the game. I said, "Oh man, Cody, chill. He came from jail. Like, man, I'm finna go you know, play with him." So yeah, that's that's how I started playing fighting games. All because his mama. Broke his SmackDown and gave him Street Fighter 4. And then I started playing it from there.
3: Wow. wow. Much better replacement, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, it just if seemed you like... she never would have broken
2: it. I probably would have been playing that to this day, probably. You
0: would be playing SmackDown.
2: <laughs> Man. 2K20.
3: <laughs>
2: no, nah, the 2K games, I probably would have stopped playing it. I probably. <laughs>
0: And it seemed like no matter which Street Fighter it is, that it seems to find its way to be a lot of people's first fighting game, the one that really got them got them into gaming. So, okay, we can go ahead and start getting into our topics for today. Our first topic that we have for today, uh, which tournament? And this is something that was brought up uh on Twitter by Sanford Kelly. Uh, which tournament is it that you feel like is the bigger win for Street Fighter? Is it Capcom Cup or EVO? Uh, a lot of people had a lot of different opinions on this, uh, as always in the fighting game community on Twitter. Um, and, it's you know, it's, it's really something to really think about because, you know, uh, each tournament is, you know, um, structured differently. A lot of people were saying, like, oh, man, with Capcom Cup to win that, you could really, you know, uh, study people. And, you know, you already know who you're going to play against virtually and stuff like that. So, you know, it's really... You know, you can really set yourself up to win easier for that one. But with Evo, there's no telling who you're running to. It could be some random dude from the middle of nowhere who's been laving Street Fighter with strong thumbs for the past 10 years that just run up on you, and then you get knocked off, and you never heard of them. So uh, <laughs> in, you, <laughs> in you guys' opinion, uh, which one is the bigger win for you guys, uh, Capcom Cup or Evo, starting with you, Devin?
3: Okay, so... <laughs> Just this comment about the strong thumbs, it's, like, it's just like some nomad guy that dressed like real with these like buff thumbs. Like, yeah, I'm, re- I'm here to compete, man. He <laughs> got his knapsack on this. I'm here to compete. But um, to the topic at hand, um, that's actually a good question. Um, Evo and Capcom Cup, it, and before, like all these other events became a thing, like Capcom Cup. E- the answer, obvious answer, would have been Evo. 'Cause I think at that time that was before like Capcom Cup and all these other things started happening, that was the biggest event. Um so with Evo, uh, like I just said, there's a pool of players from everywhere. From the swamp lands, from the desert lands, from everywhere. You might you might fight Batman in Evo. Like you never know. And it's like I, obviously if you fought against <laughs> Batman, you're gonna lose. Like I don't you know. So, that's the thing about it. You might run into somebody. 100%. Yeah, somebody that you've never heard of. And let's be honest, there's a lot of people out here that don't have, like, quote-unquote household names that are actually really good. But for whatever reason, they just might not never had that exposure or got to play against people. And then you see you play like, oh, he beat so-and-so. This guy beat Gamerby, and it's like, oh, that was a fluke. Like, no, nah, that guy was actually pretty guy-like, but nobody knows who he is. So, um, now, Capcom Cup. Again, you can't study your opponents. At the same time, the opponents that are in Capcom Cup, they're all like top echelon players. So it's not like it's still, oh, this is easy just because I can study these people. You still got to be in your A game. But if I had to pick, I would probably say Evo because I think it's more of a, a, as opposed to Capcom Cup, just looking at the two things, I feel like Evo is a less controlled environment and there's a lot more variables that, you know, can go... I guess wrong. And again, like I said, you can play somebody like you don't know where these people are from. You don't know what characters are going to play all these different matchups. You got to like come across different play styles. Um, Calcom Cup, you're going to see who you're going to play. You know, the characters that they play, they might have some pocket characters and you might have seen them play their pocket characters. But Evo, you don't know at all. You're going in blind, blindfolded, just like this. And like I said, if you run across Batman, it's over with you out. Not, you know, you don't win 0 2 against Bruce Wayne and now you gotta go home. So I think personally my my choice would be Evo is probably the bigger tournament to win just from just from that random factor and like the bigger
1: pool of people that you gotta play against. I definitely agree with Devin on that one. I think um having all those variables definitely makes it um at the very least a lot more interesting, I think, especially for um um especially for like people coming in like for the spectators and stuff because of course, you know, you want to see like the big name people go up and like play against each other and, you know, go head to head. But I think there's also a certain, um, there's also a certain excitement in having like somebody who's like never been heard of before come out and at the very, and give them, give somebody who's, uh, who's got like, who's got a lot of uh, juice um, a run for their money. I think like, that's really cool because it's like, oh wow, I didn't even know this guy existed until right now. He's like, yeah, man, like he's, like nobody's ever heard of him before. Like I said, he's like a guy from middle of nowhere with strong thumbs. I mean, can you, how do you how do you account how do you account for that? There's no way to account for that because this guy has a might have a different play style you've never heard of, like never seen before. He plays a character probably that's way out of meta because there are characters that some people play that like aren't part of the meta. That like you know it's like oh well people play like this character and that character and they only like and God forbid. They play, the, uh, play a character in meta out of meta in like an out of meta kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different ways to play characters. Like, there's, like, of course, there's like established ways for people to play, but then, of course, you know, people go against the grain and they find their own like style, their own kind of flow that um, really like fits, makes, makes each playing a different character, playing the same character with a different player very unique. And uh, like i was saying, like a Capcom Cup, yeah, you kind of know what to expect from people because you know you've seen, you feel like you've seen it before. You know you've seen it before. You know what to expect from uh, all these players that are in Capcom Cup. But like an Evo, it is, it's, it's a, it's, it's a crapshoot because you have no idea who's going to show up. You have absolutely no idea who's going to show up. Like I could show up and be like, man, I feel like I have a pretty, pretty good chance. And then, like I said, you know, Batman shows up, and what are you going to do? You just kind of like, oh, well. I guess I lose, you know, and uh, the next thing you know, you're going home just because some guy who nobody ever heard of before showed up that day and was in your bracket. Just is this it's it's all luck of the draw in that case, you know, and um, there's no way to there's no way to prepare for that. So it kind of really, in a way, kind of tests your really, really tests your adaptability because, you know, like I said, you're going in blind. You have no idea what kind of person you're gonna play. I mean, you might, you might, as like if you see a name you've seen before, you're like, oh, okay, I know who that is. But if you see like, you know, um, uh, Jimmy Jim 525, I'm like, who's this jerk? And then he shows up and he's playing like, you know, um, like Alex or something in Street Fighter Five, And I was like, Alex, really? Next thing you know, he's doing his super and your character's like sticking out of the ground diagonally like, oh my God, what did I, what happened? Oh, it doesn't matter, bro. You went 0-2. Go go home. Go home. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you next time, Jimmy Jim525, whatever your name was. <laughs> you didn't even tell you what, though. If he uh, if he does that move on you with Alex and you have your body sticking out of the ground like that, chances are you're not going to forget that guy's name. You're going to be studying up on him. And then, God forbid, he's just one of those care people who comes and plays and he just disappears into the mist until the next Evo. But anyway, yeah, like... um. Yeah, I would say uh, definitely give that one to Evo for sure.
2: Okay, I think uh, let me see, Evo or a Capcom Cup. I want to say, or um, well, I will say, I feel like they kind of the same. Like in terms of, like if somebody just if you just woke up and then they said you got to choose one, one which reality you gonna wake up into, you being a Capcom Cup winner or an Evo winner. You know, I feel like you know they kind of go hand in hand for different reasons i guess cuz like capcom cup is like think about it's a year long build up to that event so everybody that got in there is not like a case of you know they just got slotted in it's from a long just year of grinding out all these premieres these ranking events evo as well so you know i feel like if you can say you just came out on top, you know, a Calcon Cup. And if I remember right, everything three out of five from start to finish, right? If I remember right, yeah. everything yeah. three out of five from start to finish. And that's the thing that a lot of people, you know, they act like uh, V Trigger just ridiculous. Two out of three really don't cut it. Three out of five is when people feel like, okay, I lost fan score, you know, despite. How much they hate V-Trigger. They say three out of five. If you lost in three out of five, you just lost compared to two out of three. And then Evo, I feel like Evo is more... Y'all know wrestling, right? WWE, all that. I feel like... Of course. (laughs) I feel like Evo is like WrestleMania. People go there for the spectacle. You know, like Evo itself... It's a little iffy to me when I used to go. I swear I used to never feel like I can play casuals there. But I feel like Combo Breaker is like the best event to me. But compared to Evo and Combo Breaker, people gonna say they are little to say they made top 16 now, uh, top 8 there uh, because it's Evo. More eyes on there. Uh, you know, people just like y'all say, people come out of nowhere. They'll wait the whole year just to come to evo and to hopefully you know make a name for themselves just you know the whole event could be terrible but you can just say and you will feel good saying that you know i made top 16 or top 8 or whatever at evo and the stage itself as well just you know looking at the stage it just looks like just a it's a big spectacle that's what I feel. It feel more like a a spectacle than just a straight up just FGC event. So I feel like both of them kind of go hand to hand, but I want to slightly get an edge for like from a spectacle standpoint, Evo. But I feel like just as a competitor and just want to be the best and just beat everybody that's there. I get a slight edge the Capcom Cup.
0: Yeah, that's understandable. And also with Capcom Cup 2, you know, you'll say that everybody can study the next person. But, you know, just as well as you're studying them, they're studying you. So you got to be able to, you know, figure into that. Like, what what is it about my game that he might be looking at that he can expose? Do I know myself well to be able to go in here and do exactly what I need to do? So, you know, it's, it's, it's different things with both of them you know i i feel like for me like capcom cup would probably be the place to where i'd really feel like man i did it because you already know everybody that's here is a hard hitter and if i was able to come out of here like against the best in the world that were guaranteed gonna be there because you know in evo there's been a lot of times where you're expecting somebody to make top eight and they've been knocked out in pools and you're just like oh my goodness gamer b's out of the tournament like he's not here anymore and it's like man i won't even get the chance to play, you know, the people I was hoping I'd play in top eight, but at Capcom Cup, you know that everybody you're going up against is somebody who's who's thirsty for it, who, you know, is the best in the world. So I really think Capcom Cup might be that place that might be like a bigger win in my opinion. So our next topic with everything going into like the online era and stuff like that, a lot of things in the FGC has really like slowed down as far as like, you know, uh, local play meeting person and stuff like that so everything is transferred to online a lot of people on you know twitter and social media and really a lot of people are really trying to get a lot of their interaction and stuff like that through um twitter you know likes retweets and all this other stuff so it's kind of something that you can kind of you know get consumed with and stuff like that or really trying to you know just seem like you're popular and things like that on social media happens you know in a lot of different you know areas well is outside of gaming um so which leads to the question do you feel like the FGC is really leaning towards more so like people are starting to care more about the likes and retweets and you know the popularity and things like that more than they are more so focused on You know, the craft of creating content, you know, really being diligent about your craft and the games that uh, that we say we love and stuff like that. So, you know, we can start with you, Devin. How do you feel about this?
3: Okay, so I do feel like it's kind of getting to an age where everybody's like, what can I do regardless of, you know, who I I don't know, like. the, The lack or. Of integrity or whatever just like let me do some outrageous and hopefully that this will get eyes on me I, I do kind of think that we're getting to the age of that in the FGC a little bit like people you know chasing for clout and stuff of that nature um <clears throat> I mean if you're a, a player a content creator or whatever odds are everybody wants to do something and they they will hope for it to kind of get exposure people you know get eyes on it and things of that nature but at the same time, I do think you have to do it with, like, some sense of, like, respect, like, self-respect and, like, integrity. Like, you know, just keep, like, even with this show, just keep doing things. Keep putting it out there. Keep doing it diligently. Keep doing it genuinely. And eventually it's going to grow. But when you just kind of do things, it's like, I'm going to just do this crazy hot take. I'm going to just do this, whatever it is, just to get some exposure. I, I don't know. I feel like you're kind of, like, lowering, like, your, like, quality as, like, a content creator or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do anything just to get these likes and retweets. It's, it is what it is. And it's like, this day and age, it's like likes and retweets are just so valuable as if they have monetary value. I mean, I guess if you're popular enough, maybe in some regard, that can kind of be true. But it's like, it's almost as if if I get a like or retweet, I get a dollar in my pocket immediately or something of that nature. It's like this instant clout. Like I don't know, man. Like I've just never been a person to be like, let me just do something outrageous and get some likes and retweets. If I put something up, if I post a video, a YouTube video, whatever it is, combo video, I'm going to put it up. Hopefully people like it. Hopefully, hopefully people enjoy it. But I'm not going to just do something, you know, just off the wall just to get you, like, hey, watch this. I know I did, what I just did was crazy and it was kind of off the wall. But hey, please, like my stuff. You know, like that, listen to my mixtape uh, mentality. Please listen to my mixtape. Please. Please listen to my mixtape. I'll I do it. Please, whatever. Please, uh, spell some change. Like, I don't know, man. I just I feel like you just need to do things in the proper order, man. That's 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 all I'm gonna say, man. <laughs> hey, man.
1: I, hey, listen to my mixtape,
3: please. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> um, Extremely yeah, man. Accurate yeah <laughs> <to> my, hey. <laughs> but it's funny though it's like yo the buy my mixtape <laughs> yo um <laughs> but you know what the thing is is like I, I i agree like that it is an issue kind of with the whole cloud chasing thing but i feel like like let's be honest that's like a that's a thing like in pretty much every everywhere like all mm-hmm. over the place all the time it's everybody everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants to be like the like, oh man, like I went viral, you know, and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's um because I mean it's people it's people want to be like wanna have like that kind of instant, like instant gratification, I think. So People know what tri- what like gets under people's skin. Sometimes people know what kind of like you know activates those neurons in your brain. So ooh, this is ooh, this is tantalized. And, Like you know, like people want to people are looking to hit on that on that sweet spot. You know, um, but <laughs> you know it it doesn't always work. Sometimes you end up putting something out there and you're kind of people are going, well, what were you thinking? But I mean, like that's that's one of the hurdles on, on the on the path of ch- of clout chasing, man. Like, you know, you, you basically just <laughs> throw something out there and do some wild off the wall stuff until like, uh, something works, I guess. And, um, eventually some people like, I mean, some people make a career out of it. I mean, like, I I mean, I can't really, you know, knock people's hustle, but at the same time, it's kind of like, man, like, I don't know. I, I just, I couldn't do it. I just, I couldn't do it. But, uh, I will say that I do we'll go want to go back to the whole thing of like the whole buy my mixtape thing. When you said that, it reminded me of that guy who was always on. If you guys remember those old commercials, that old guy who was always talking about, you know, people don't know how to use the internet, but you take my CD and you'll learn how to use the internet. Please buy my product. Please <laughs> 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 buy my product. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's what, that dude sitting there staring into the buy my product. Like, <laughs> like I mean. I think it's a, it is important to focus mostly like more. I feel like focusing on quality, um, quality content. Event the work will speak for itself, man. Like if you focus on uh, producing quality content, the work will speak for itself. You might feel like sometimes it feels like it might feel like oh well, you know, who's watching this? Like who's looking at it? You know, people are watching. People do notice that stuff. You know, and it's important that you that you focus on doing what you like. Sticking to your guns and doing what you think is the best thing for you, you know. And I mean, and I, w- I would say, like, honestly speaking, that goes either way. It goes either whether you want to do like one thing or the other. You know, you're doing like, you know, if you're going to, <laughs> if you're going to go for like that, like that big, like explosive, like I'm going and doing some crazy stuff, you're going to do it. Okay, fine. Do it. Be safe about it. But, you know, do it to the best of your ability. Uh, the, and if you're going the op- other, other direction, you know, you're focused on making quality content. Do that to the best of your ability, too. I mean, either way, like, the most important thing is to make a product that you can be proud of. Not necessarily, like, because the clout will come. It Like, if you build it, they will come, all right? Like, the clout will come as long as you focus on making the content that you think that you know, okay, I did a good job. Focus on that. But, uh... Yeah, man. In the FGC, I think that's doubly important, you man, because you got to focus on not only making good content, but you're, you know, people want to be good at the game. I want to be good at Soul Caliber, you know? And, uh, I think, uh, you know, I focus on practicing and, you know, I want to make content. I don't know why anybody would listen to me, but, you know, I want to make content and stuff like that, but, you know, you got to focus on the quality. And, uh, but like I said, if you're going to do one or the other, man, just, uh, Do it to the best of your ability. So, uh, but yeah, I think we are kind of getting towards the point where we're focusing a little bit too much on clout. So kind of need to taper that back a little bit and like get back to the core ideals and like, you know, go from there. Like go back to square one, start again.
2: Like I used to believe, let me see, before COVID even happened that, you know, the the competitive spirit of people have started to kind of, what's the word, dwindle you know and then starting to gear towards like when I was on my whole uh, you know journey you know back when I was playing Street Fighter Five like that you know to find a sponsor and all this and that that was around the time when you know it already started feeling like you know your skill didn't matter it was always about you know can you move numbers with your followers? You know, do you interact on social media like that? You know, this, that, and the third. So it kind of was, you know, I kind of used to feel like this back then, but it feels more apparent now because now people bored, everybody in the house stuck, you know, people trying to upload clips or whatever they can to beating somebody. What is they secondary? you know, third character, whatever the case may be, and you know, times definitely done changed, and it it don't even feel like that long ago, you know, but excuse me, like in cross-tacking, you know, around that time, it felt like it was just all about who the best, I want to beat you because you are better than me, or you are close to being my equal. That was it. Now it just feel like I can lose 10 games, but I win, you know, I win one match. Now I'm going in stream chat telling people the match was free and all that stuff. And it's like, man, I was using my second team or whatever the case may be, you know. And I see it a lot, you know, in stream chat, you know, people look to troll, you know, quote unquote. And they do it just to get a rise out of somebody or have somebody talking about them. Or, you know, you see on social media, for whatever reason, people get this, you know, it's this imaginary trophy they get if somebody blocks them. I know y'all see people love to post pictures of somebody blocking them. It's like you probably was being a jerk to them, but you take an honor because somebody well known to you blocked you. You know, it's these strange things that people like idolize and just, you know, hold to high standards of getting blocked by somebody because that means that the person noticed you enough to block you. You know, it's it's weird. It's very weird. It's hard to really even put in words, but yeah, the LGC oh, and that's another thing. Um when I play D B Z, that's mainly what I play now. People, i be playing people, you know, i be winning, and then they win one game, then they leave. And I instantly assume they're going to say that replay, or just to say I won.
1: <laughs> oh, my and... God, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, those type of people are probably the most annoying. Yeah. You know, and I see it on other people's streams, too. Not even just, you know, when I tune in a uh, Street Fighter streams. People want to just get a win and then, you know, just leave. I used to get real salty when people used to do that, but I kind of changed my viewpoint on it and just thought about it. Like they probably know they got lucky and they just decided to, you know, leave at that point. But, you know, I just feel like if you play somebody that's better than you, you want to get better. That's at least that's what the goal should be. I think, but now, you know, the lines kind of done blurred and people just want to get a quick win, get a quick TOD in the match so they can post it, even though they lost the set overall, but they'll post the TOD that they hit you with. Thing too, people purposely they'll make their title. They'll show, you know, they'll make their headline, but they won't say what happened in the set. They'll just say, oh, look at this nice TOD I did. <laughs> Lead leave the name now. So you could be like, man, it was against this guy? But they won't say what happened the rest of the set. So I can go in many stories about what I see and what I hear. But, yeah, there's definitely the the claw era of the FGC, even more so now than before.
0: You know, we got the corner phrase for that, call it, like, the dub and dash. You know, they get the dub and just dip out (laughs) the dub and dash. (laughs) So we got got the corner phrase for that, but yeah i mean it is understandable it's like what evan said you know um a lot of times it's like that in just every section of society that you can go into where there's people and you know there's some type of thing that we're doing like somebody is going to be there trying to you know just gain some praise some notoriety and stuff like that and you know I guess you could kind of say it's just like that slight prideful nature that every, you know, human being has that, you know, you just want to feel like you're, you know, you're something. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, where we're supposed to have confidence, a lot of people, you know, turn it into something else. And it's just like, man, you don't have to do all this to, you know, gain attention just figure out the things that you're good at every, you know, everybody has a gift, figure out your gift and, you know, you'll, you'll do just as well as anyone else who you are idolizing and want to be like. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely here in the FGC. Um, you know, you, you see it a lot of times I'm on Twitter and I'm just looking at stuff and I'm like, man, it, it just seems like you guys just tweet just for the reaction. Like, not like literally what's on your mind but it seems like you're just sitting down just hard contemplating like you're in some type of physics exam or something like what can i tweet today to get like a thousand retweets but you know like i said it's just like that in, you know every section of society that you can go into you know where you'll find human beings you'll find things like this so
1: yeah, I wanted to talk about the one and duns. Um, uh, yeah, I've been in situations like that, especially like lately, because I've been I'm a I'm I have been i am am i do not want to toot my own horn, man. I'm I'm getting a little bit better at Soul Calibur, you know. So you'll meet up with somebody and you'll beat them like like 20, 30 times, and then they'll beat you one time and then it will be like, all right, and they immediately leave the match. And I'm like, oh no, now they're gonna go to YouTube and put it up. They're like they they couldn't wait to get that wins. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Oh, man, the guys are going to love this. I'm going to leave the name in there. Oh, man, you beat him. (laughs) Oh, man. But what about those other, like, 80 times? It's like, nah, man, that doesn't matter. This one match here, bro, this was it, bro. Forget all those other, those were practice. This was the real thing, and you lost. (laughs) It's like, Like you lost the only one that counted out of all that. He's like, we had a hundred matches. You won ninety nine. I won one, and that was the one that mattered. And that's the one we're putting up on YouTube too. And we're gonna put sound effects <laughs> and we're gonna put like you know, captions and everything like that. with we'll slow down. Oh, did you see? Oh my! Look at look at oh look at this! Oh, I'm like, oh man. So, whenever I'm on a, on a win streak, against, I, I, whenever I'm on a win streak against somebody, I'm like, you know what? you don't get to win your honor back. And I leave. Like if I beat him like 30 <laughs> times, I'm like, you know what? Nah, you don't get to. I know what you're trying to do. Think I don't see what you're trying. I got to be distrustful now because f- people do that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, like you think you think you're going to trick me? Now, um, match number 31, you do some ridiculousness and then you win. And you're going to go show it to all your little friends. Nah, I got it. Why don't you pick one of these 30 matches I just beat you in to go show to your buddies? How about that? You can uh, analyze that one. Put it up on like you know, like on on a website and have people pick it apart and see all the mistakes you made. Well, you know what? The big mistake you made was playing MCE. Amazing! Oh, got him!
3: All right. And so, I just want to say this really. I just thought about it. It made me think about this story. When I was in college, they had a a Madden tournament at our dorm. So my first match, I beat the dude. The second match, I had to wait for. We said, "There's like, you do some practice matches." I'm like, okay. So we had one practice match against this guy. He beat me by like one point, like 13 to 14. This guy says to the TO, hey, I just won. I'm like, dude, that was a practice match. He's like, no, nah, I just won. I'm like, that was a practice match we just played. We were waiting to play our actual match. He's like, and was like, okay, he won. I'm like, that was a practice match. You just beat me in, my <laughs> wow. dude. We weren't even playing. Anyway, that, that just brought that up. That was long ago. I just like, bruh, you know what, forget it. But I want to go on what Kuki just said about uh, just, like, weird, weird um, tendencies. Like, feeling like you get a trophy because somebody blocked you. Like, we are definitely living in a notice-me-senpai notice, notice me senpai era. Like, that is that is what this era is. Notice-me-senpai. Notice-me-senpai, like, I don't know. And if I had more, like, if I was a bigger name in the community, let's say I had, like, a, you know... A lot more followers, a bigger exposure. I would be the king of blocks. I like, I would have everybody famous. Because when it comes to blocking, I ain't, my block game is strong. I should be sponsored by Legos. Legos, <laughs> holla at you, boy. <laughs> well, my block game is strong. I've had people talk trash. Like one guy played in Dragon Ball a while back. He sent me a message. Something like, You lost. Like, you just lost. And he sent me some dumb message. And I, I said, This is what I do. Every time somebody sent me something crazy when I beat him, I say, congratulations, you won a spot on my block list. And I just block them. I don't really say nothing dumb. Like, I don't get mad, curse them out. I just block them. Like, what you going to do? i blocked block you. So, if I had more pull in the community, I would, it would definitely be a, a lot of people out there getting a trophy for me because my block game is strong. I remember back in Street Fighter 4 when they had Championship Mode and Vanilla Street Fighter. Some Sagat dude, he played me, I beat him, and he seen my message I blocked him. He didn't, and the message he sent wasn't even in proper English. I'm like, bro, if you're gonna try to come talk trash to me, at least talk trash to me in proper English, okay? Like, learn how to write a sentence first before you try to talk trash to somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's 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 crazy, man. The cloud error is is real. Um, I don't know if you remember this cool kid, but you actually did a um, you posted a Gojito combo. He's like, can somebody find the last bit of damage for this combo? And I actually, I actually posted a video and did like the, the TOD version of combo. But I wasn't like, oh, cool kid like my video. Oh, he like, no, I was just like, I just I love doing combos. I'm like, he said, can somebody find the last bit of damage? I found it, I posted it. He saw, I'm like, that's it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like, oh my gosh, cool kid, he saw my video. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It just, he saw it, It's cool, he was like, can somebody optimize this? I found the last bit of damage. That's it. You know, but Yeah,
2: I know people like that. People They'll see Oh, yeah. sorry, go ahead. I had got a thought in my head because you said
3: <laughs> No, nah, I I am just saying it just like like you just said the tendencies are just crazy. Like you blocked me, so hey everybody, he blocked me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had a guy, uh I it's two things that came to mind then. I <laughs> I mean finished. It was this one guy. He uh I had <clears throat> you know, I say people had this weird, <clears throat> you know, obsession with getting blocked or being a troll just for the purpose of being a troll, even though I don't think that that'd be the case. People just. Goofy. And uh, he was just randomly just saying crazy stuff to me. I noticed he was saying stuff every video I made. And this was when I was uh, using Goku Blue. And, you know, people got this weird thing. They want to be the best with a character you know, and you can't never find nothing. And it just be like, oh, nice find. It gotta be this is old. i seen this before, but don't nobody ever do it in the match, but i seen it before. You know, yeah. so eventually, you know, I had just blocked them and it was something he said prior to it, but I just ended up blocking them. And it's just like people had this weird, I don't know, people just weird. <laughs> and I also see when people, you know, I see it in stream chat a lot. You'll see a top player come in the stream chat. They might ask about a character, and they feel like people just flood his tag in the chat just to hair up and tell him some tech about a character and stuff. It's like, I'll talk to you when I talk to you, but I ain't going to be sitting here, you know, trying to rush to give you tech. It, I think I'm wording it right, but, you know, people be rushing to give... A top player tech when they ask for something you know just so they can hopefully get noticed with this real good tech that they gave this top player and they think the top player just gonna you know say man I got this from you know Johnny Donuts 29 you know whatever the case may be shout outs to you
3: <laughs> Johnny Donuts
0: <laughs> you know these ad names you coming up with today this is hilarious <laughs> But
1: um so. one more thing, <laughs> one, more, one more one more thing, yo. One more thing. Uh, I, I like I just wanna say that I look forward to the day when somebody, uh when I block somebody and they screenshot it and show it to all their friends. I, I look forward to that day with great anticipation when I'm the I'm gonna be like, oh you know what? You are blocked and then the like, oh, oh my god, did you see who blocked me? MC e. Amazing blocked me. And I'm gonna be like, Yeah, I made it. <laughs> I, I made it.
2: And they look at you like you crazy for you blocking them. I seen people do that. They post up a picture of somebody blocking them, and they don't say what did you do. They start going at the person that did the block. It's yeah. it's very weird times when <laughs> very weird.
0: Punk is one of those players. Like he doesn't really let the trolls get to him too much. That being his comments. If you go to his comments, it's like almost the same people over and over again talking trash about him. <laughs> and it's like man y'all don't get tired do you <laughs> like y'all yeah, exactly. come here every day every time he tweet just to let you let him know how you feel about i'm like man this man is in your y'all here rent free like for real y'all just notifications on just so you can say you trash <laughs> but yeah
2: it's, it's so
1: weird they got, they got a polter sure. up of him on in their room i'm telling you they're like oh oh man punk when are you gonna notice me I know. I'll just harass him. Then he has to notice me.
0: They have him I like the Dexter's like Lab, uh, the Dexter's Lab meme when he's like up against the locker room <laughs> on the picture. <laughs> That's how they do their top players. <laughs> but we can mosey on to the next topic. Um. So we know in eSports, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll make a game, let's like, say, for example, League of Legends, and they'll just keep that game for like, you know, forever. Like they never make a League of Legends 2, you know, anything like that. They just keep that game and they constantly update it. But in the FGC, we're so used to having, you know, uh, multiple, you know, sequels to a game, you know. I mean, if we look at any Street Fighter, you know, they release a Street Fighter, then you have five of those same Street Fighters released after that, and then you'll finally get, like, okay, here's the new, new Street Fighter. If there was a game that you guys could think of to where, like, they make this Guilty Gear, new Guilty Gear Strive, they make that, and it's just like, okay, we're gonna keep it Guilty Gear Strive for years on out, and all we're gonna do is just keep constantly adding little updates. What fighting game do you guys feel like could actually do that, in your opinion, starting with you, Devin?
3: Honestly, I feel like you could really take any fighting game and kind of do that. But I think the ones that, I'm going to say top three, I would say Tekken could benefit from that. Uh, Tekken, Street Fighter, and Dragon Ball. Um, Street Fighter, for one, because, I mean, they might as well. There's every Street Fighter that comes out, you're going to get about 50 versions of it. So you might as well just be <laughs> like, look, Street Fighter Five, we just gonna update it because you gonna nowadays Street Fighter Five Super, Street Fighter Five Ultra, Street Fighter Five Ultra Instinct, Street Fighter Five Blue Edition. You really want to
0: keep Street Fighter Five for forever? Oh, oh well, I'm just oh,
3: saying Street Fighter. <laughs> oh well, I'm just saying Street Fighter. You know, I thought you you were just talking about the general games. Um, nah, oh, nah, I'm not nah, out of here. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, I thought you just meant like just a game, like if there was another Street Fighter, just do that type of format for it. Um, Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I wasn't specifically talking about Street Fighter Five, but um, I think Dragon Ball could do it just the way they set up. You got all these extra characters. um, They could put extra stages, costume, just update the thing. You don't have to make it like Dragon Ball Fighters Two. Just update it. Might do a slight visual update or something of that nature. Um, add some modes, or whatever, maybe improve upon the uh, online lobby system. Uh, Tekken as well. I mean, I, I feel like Tekken 7 is kind of doing that. Like They got all the seasons. Um, I don't know when Tekken 8 will come out, so I don't know how long they're going to run Tekken 7, but it seems like they got like a pretty good plan for it so far. Um, yeah, I think Street Fighter, whatever the next Street Fighter is, they could do that um, Dragon Ball and Tekken, but I think that street fighter would probably be the one that would benefit the most from it just because it's notorious for having a million versions of whatever street fighter it is you know if if we had to like tally all the street fighters together from all the different versions what street fighter 2 had were like three to five versions you had street fighter three was what street fighter three street fighter three second impact then third strike so that was three games Street Fighter 4 had about four to five editions. Street Fighter 5 got so it's like it's about 20, 30 something different Street Fighter editions out here. So let's just take a street, the next Street Fighter and just update
1: it throughout. Uh, yeah, uh I agree with I agree with that. I think like especially what you said at the beginning about how you could do that with any fighting game. I 100 percent agree with that. You should do that with any and all fight and like technically speaking, what you could do is make every single next Every single fighting game, the next iteration could be the last iteration for a few years. Like, you could definitely, I mean, technically speaking, right, you could just say, okay, instead of being, like, Tekken, let's say Tekken 8, let's say, quote-unquote, instead of doing that, you just say, the next game is Tekken, and you call it, like, Tekken 2022 or something like that, you have it in parentheses, and you make that, you just update that game for, like, the next, like, 10, like, 15, 15, 20 years, I mean, if it lasts that long, if the interest is there for long enough because one of the things that always was weird to me is how like um, people are talking about, okay, well when does Tekken eight come out? Why are you asking about Tekken eight? They're still updated. <laughs> there's nothing in Tekken seven that can't be fixed. Can't, can't be fixed with like a, with a, with a patch. Like it's most of the, like there's, like the mechanics of the game are pretty solid. Like most of the problems that people have with the game are like small glitches and stuff that character-specific stuff. But other than that, Akuma. there's not a whole. Would you say Akuma? Yeah, exactly. Yo, yeah, you know be the great, the best patch for that just patch them out of the game. But you know, like the, the thing, there's see, like I said, there's nothing that can't be fixed with a simple patch. Um, I. I I don't know, it just, to to, like, I mean, of course, people want Street Fighter 6 because, I mean, nobody likes Street Fighter 5, but, like, um, you know, as far as, like, a game like Tekken is concerned, I mean, you could just, there's no need, really, at this point, to go to a Tekken 8. You can just update, like, Tekken 7 over and over and over again, like, the mechanics for the game. I mean, Rage Arts or whatever, right? But, like, we, like, for the most part... It's a pretty solid game, so there's no real need to up to like make a Tekken eight. There's no real need, I, I think, at this point, to make like a Soul Caliber seven. Soul Caliber six is a uh, pretty pretty decent. Like, I mean, and even if they put it this way, even if there are mechanics, there have been um like like you can just patch out stuff. You know what I mean? Like, there may or may not be some mechanics you might want to patch out, but for the most part, those games were pretty solid. There's no need to make a. a a Soul Calibur seven at this point. Just update Soul Calibur six. Just make tweaks and balance changes to Soul Calibur six. Just like just add characters, change the characters you have, make sure they're balanced. Of course, when they come out, most of the time there's some really crazy thing going on with them. Um, refer to Leroy, refer to Geese Howard, you know, stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, I I think um, yeah, uh, I think you can do that pretty much with every game some games you got kind of have to wait till the next iteration for like street fighter um Street fighter 6 because street fighter 5 nobody wants that to stick around but like like the like some of the 3d fighting games i think you can just stick around with those i think that would really contribute to like you know then you have people constantly coming in and people are kind of feel like they're not they're not waiting for like another game you know it's just like dude this is the game just start playing the game
2: i'll just first say the quicker we get rid of v Trick uh v I'm all for it. I can't wait till it's over with. You know, (laughs) I don't even call it Street Fighter Five no more. It's just V-Trigger 5. (laughs) That's that's all it is. I can the quicker we get rid of that, that don't need no iterations from years upon years. At first (laughs) I thought it did, and then all it came down to was still about V-Trigger. So I'd, I'd rather we just scrap it and just start all over, And hopefully the next one be, you know, that game that we can be like for years upon years upon years. <laughs> but the one game I think will really benefit from it is a uh, DBZ. I feel like DBZ, I don't really use this term often. I don't really like using terms that everybody else uses, But this one is extremely accurate. Uh, Arc System, they are, what, what they say, fumbling the bag. <laughs> because they um, DBZ it's DBZ It's the, you know you should have stages like Hyperbolic Time Chamber things like that costumes like the, the characters they all have different costumes different areas they done fought in and we only got like a what two handfuls of stages and we've been having these same stages since basically the beginning of time it feel like you know, and I feel like that's a game that could, you know, the gameplay itself, it can use some tweaks, but I I don't feel like it really warrants, you know, a whole different game. The lobby system, they can update that, you know, it's you know, small things. I feel like they can do, but it don't really need a big giant overhaul like they could just do like how Smash Ultimate is doing. They just keep on adding characters, you know. Doing little things to the game. Because, like, for example, Smash, I don't even know how they're going to bounce back from this when they come out a new game. A billion yeah. characters. And then you just going to start all the way over just to start off with, what, 30? You know, like, yeah, I feel like they so far in, ain't no turning back now. Like, you just might as well keep it, you know, <laughs> for a very long time. So I feel like DBZ could definitely benefit from that as well.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, you know, it'd be some taking, some getting used to, you know, since the FGC is kind of spoiled to where like if if there's a game out and you don't particularly like something about it, you can just be like, oh well, you know, we'll get another one. So you know, let's wait for the next one. So you know, we kind of been spoiled for. It, but I do think like if we did do that, I think we could also do like Smash Ultimate and have it to where like you just have one per console generation. Like this is the one you have for the PS4. This is the one you have for the PS5. This is what you have for the PS, you know, 59. If they decide to go that far, but um, so I, I I think that would be um good, and and I do think you know just having that one game instead of just having like, you know, like Devin would say, Street Fighter 5 in the Air Edition, Street Fighter 5 Classroom Edition, Street Fighter 5 Barbecue Cookout with the Family Edition. <laughs> You know, I, 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 live.
2: I don't
0: know, man. <laughs> you know, guy all, uh, cooking the American style ribs on the grill, you know, and all that <laughs> It'd be dope. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we do need to get away from that because it's just like, for what, man? Like, for what? Just stop. So, um if we don't have anything else on that, we can move. Okay, go, Mr.
1: it. Yeah, I, I wanted to say, yeah, I kind of, I really do in terms of, like, Smash, I really do agree with Cool about that. Like, it's like, yeah, you're you're really far in now. I mean, you have a, you added Sephiroth to the game. Like, they're adding Sephiroth to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, number one. And I mean, like, yeah, there's like, how many characters are in the game now? Like, how many characters? I don't even know. i How does anybody know off the top of their head how many characters are in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Like, how many characters are in there? Because it's a lot. It's I don't a even lot. Know where to start. <laughs> yeah. it's... There's a decent amount of characters in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I mean, like, how? Huh? I, I. What?
0: 74.
1: 74?
0: Yeah,
3: with Sephiroth, I guess you could <laughs> say 75. Yo, the next <laughs> Smash to come out is going to be called Mugen.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean, what? 70, 75 characters? Bruh. If you don't launch with at least like 50 characters in the next game, Forget it. There's no point. You might as well just keep updating this game. I, just carry it over. You named it Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. What comes after that? Armageddon? Like I don't like. What comes after Smash Brothers Ultimate? What exactly would, would you name it after that? Like Super Smash Brothers Mega uh, Mega Omega. Oh, now they're taking tips from freaking Capcom. Like, dude, just just keep it Ultimate. Just yo, just just update Ultimate. Matter of fact. What they should do is, if they make another console, just port over your characters you already have to the to the next upgraded version of the game, and just keep it going. You might as well just do that from now on, and like say, "Oh, okay, you have the char- you have the game. All right, fine. Here's a new console version. What we're going to do? You just um, install it. Like we'll give you the game at a reduced price, maybe if you bought the previous game, and then you can port over all the characters you've already unlocked, especially if you bought them through DLC." You know what I mean? Especially if you are like if you got them through DLC, which is pretty much how care I mean, I'm over here acting like people unlock characters. Like, no, you just buy them now. So, yeah, you're gonna want to take all your characters with you to the next iter the next quote unquote iteration. Just keep the same game because nobody's gonna wanna like after getting 75 characters by buying up to 75 characters, a whole bunch of characters, then it's like, all right, so um, yeah, we're starting over. And we're going to have, like, 25 uh, characters in the lineup. There are 100 characters in this game. Good luck.
3: Ultimate Super Smash Bros. Ultimate.
1: Hey, yeah, I, it'll
0: I,
3: come back to bite, too.
0: I mean, I feel like they could make another one. I mean, it's, it's as many characters as they have in Smash Ultimate right now, there are so many more that people want to see in the game. So, you could just make another one with just those characters that people didn't get this time. So, but I mean, you will have those people that are still mad. It's like, man, you put Sephiroth in the game. Ain't no going back. You know, if he ain't in every Smash Brothers from here on out, we we riding and throwing our switches out of the window, you know. So, I mean, I think they could do it because, I mean, there's people that I want to see in Smash that's still not in Smash. So, if they made another Smash and put those in there, I mean, you'd be like, eh, you know, all right. They could put him in this one. But I'm saying they could. Absolutely. But if they didn't, then I wouldn't be tripping. So.
2: They raised the expectations, too. Oh, like, uh, what's that game? Like, quick example, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, way too far in now. How they done yeah. did Grand Theft Auto online. So, when they dropped uh, Red Dead Redemption, everybody figured Red Dead Redemption was going to be just like GTA Five with, you know, in terms of the content and then once red dead online flop people really despise red dead online now because it didn't the same level of attention or content as grand theft auto
1: 5 did
0: But right, grand theft auto 5 been out since what the ps3 now yeah. the ps4 now the ps5 my
1: goodness exactly
0: like, my, yeah. like we, we got like, like, my me.
1: goodness
2: <laughs> it's, I can't wait till they drop it like <laughs> it's, it's, it's,
1: PS3 to PS5 is still no jack four that's crazy man <laughs> like I said yo you'll get jack I'm telling you bro it'll come out like the same year that we get on um, Half Life 3.
0: This will be your last episode sir <laughs> 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 but but we can, we can move on from this topic uh, on to our next one that we have um, so our next topic is if Street Fighter was to if Capcom was to come out right now and just say you know what we're tired of making all these different versions or different styles of Street Fighter you know 3 Alpha felt different from you know 3, 3 felt different from 4, 4 feels different from 5 if they would to just say you know what forget it man we're gonna take one of the styles that we've done so far and we're just going to make that into the solidified style of street fighter from here on out what street fighter style would you guys like to see uh and why starting with you mr game and let's take it away street
3: fighter alpha three bruh do i have to say it anymore the v-isms i mean the the different isms a-ism v-ism xism you could put gism in there nism oism you could just do the whole alphabet just give us all kind of bars and different mechanics um just like with uh i do think it was interesting that when they made Catcom versus SNK and k2 that they kept those the same bars and then they added extra ones so that had these different mechanics and gave them different things um i think that kind of would i feel like that will probably spice things up more than something like v trigger because now you can pretty much play different versions of a character. Like, let's say you got six bars with, let's just say six different bar mechanics. Aism, Vism, v X-ism, and then three other ones. Now you got a character that you can play kind of six ways. And I guess that will probably come into the problem. People are like, oh, well, it's hard to balance this game now because we got, like MKX, you got six different ways to play a character. But I think that would kind of add some variety to it. Um, I was a big fan of the the bar system, the custom combo, yo, custom combos gotta come back. When, the, when they turn blue, it's on. Like, it was just something about seeing them, the little little chime that it makes a little sound, and they just get the aftermath, after images behind them. They're doing custom combos. You're doing like Hadouken, Hadouken, tattoo. Show you. Like, that was amazing. And I wish they would bring that back for a new uh, rendition of Street Fighter. Um, I think as far as defensive mechanics, they had alpha counters. Which I kinda wish would come back. Um and hopefully it give us a defensive mechanic that actually works as a defensive mechanic and not like, oh, you do alpha count, I'ma just grab you. No. If I do a defensive mechanic move, let me get you off of me. Not like, oh well, you wasted that resource of defensive meter and I'ma still grab you. Fame. <clears throat> Did I say that? Um, but yeah, just you know, give us a defensive mechanic that actually works. Like if you're on me, get off me. There's no way to be like, oh, I'm going to time this meaty so you can't do your alpha counter and I'm going to make it whiff and I'm going to grab you. And then you just wasted all of that resource. You got to build it back again. Um, alpha had the, the guard break bar instead of the stun bar, which was, I guess it's is different because that bar, well, it decreased as you blocked. And then when it went away, you got opened up as opposed to the stun meter where you only get stunned, I think from taking hits. And when you block, whenever you block whatever the stun meter is at, it stops that. So that would kind of be a different mechanic too. Um, you also, I think you had air blocking in Alpha, I think depending on what uh, bar you chose. So yeah, if I had to choose a style of Street Fighter to be made
1: for the rest of Street Fighter, it would be Alpha 3, hands down. So yeah, I uh, actually 100% agree. I think that it would definitely be uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3. I would pull, That would be the version of the game that I wouldn't mind playing for basically till the end of time, especially if you would, especially if we're in a situation where you're taking that core game and then adding stuff onto it. Like you're adding like characters from like, you take like, like Laura or, or like sea Viper in them and you're putting them in the game and stuff like that. Like I could play that for like that style of street fighter forever. If they're like, we're not making any other street fighter styles, that would be, that would be it. Number one, um, the general style of music is pretty good. Like I was telling, um, octavian earlier how i like it, i guess i whenever whenever i think of that game i think of um the music i think of uh i think of cody it's cody punching through like a, a like a, a solid wall like that's exactly what i think of when i think of the music for that game it's just like hard hitting like really like uh, in your face kind of like it's really like, the music is just great the um, of course, like Devin was saying, like the um, uh, the different bars you have, like the styles, the Aism, the X-ism, the Vism, the Vism. As a kid, I really had trouble getting to work one hundred percent of the time because I was like, "What am I doing?" But um, when you actually like, like
3: professionals use it, and you like, yeah,
1: exactly. I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is what it, this is the true form of Vism." So um. And then of course then they took Vism and just gave it gave it to only one person in um in third strike. Third strike yeah. uh, yep. <laughs> and then of course like they have like the like the aism the exism which basically gives you like different like uh different ways to use your meter and stuff which is really cool. And of course you're talking about like the air air uh, air guarding. Now normally that wouldn't like that it's it's pretty cool when you can air guard against um a lot of the other characters. But against um, M. Bison, when you're fighting him, it's almost essential that to have that to have air guarding because, like, <laughs> you'll be like, okay, I'm going to do a jump in. And then as soon as your feet leave the ground, what does he do? Psycho Crusher. Like, it's almost, it's every single time. Like, it's like, across the screen. And he takes all your help. Like, And if you could air guard, it'd be great. But you can't air guard. But in Alpha 3, you of course you can um you have the option to air guard. So I think, yeah, man, like and just the general style of the way the game looked. Like, if we could get an updated alpha three look for like current generation, current and future generations, I would play that. I would play that game. That would be the game, especially when um if you beat somebody by chip damage and it doesn't say chip, it says cheap. It says cheap. I, I always thought that was hilarious, and then you have Birdie. He's like, "My name is Birdie. My, my, I'm the one who has the name Birdie. So why are you screaming cheap, cheap?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, what a great game." Anyway, yeah, that would be the game. Um, Street Fighter Alpha Three.
2: I say, I'm not too familiar with that game. My, uh, let me see. I got a soft spot for cross Tekken. That. <laughs> Remember, I, I came in with Street Fighter Four, so I ain't I ain't played none of the ones back then. My soft spot is uh is with cross tacking. If they said we don't have no choice and we have to stick with a gameplay style or something, now they could update the graphics though. But like gameplay style, I would say cross tacking because cross tacking is probably like besides it being my favorite uh, fighting game, uh, it was just some about. Like I'm all for combos and variety. That game you was able to just, you know, have your own combos, and you can easily tell, like Street Fighter Five, if two people playing the same character, they almost look identical. You know, besides probably like one combo, but they all look and play the same. But Cross Tekken, you can tell a player from another player if they are using the same character. So I like the combo variety and. That was, you know, when they, you know, Street Fighter 4 had all the little Vortex and all that stuff. Cross Tekken is when they nerfed that. So it was more about, it was kind of like you can play whatever style you wanted to. Like how y'all see now, Street Fighter 5, you can't really play your own style because trigger comes into play. And that just negates everything. And, you know, what's the word? Cross Tekken got the alpha counters. Which was actual like real alpha counters. If somebody the was all up on you, and your character was close to dying, you can alpha counter. It's a hard knockdown, and they, you know, and you can roll tag just so you can get them out. Like it was actually legit. And I always felt cross Tekken was like <clears throat> the last game Capcom really tried at. I, I don't know what they are doing with five, but I feel like cross Tekken was like the last game that they really tried at and it could bring back color customization. I I love changing my colors of my characters. That was just, you know, it had a little bit of uh, what's the word personalization to it, you know? So for me, I, it'll have to be cross-tacking.
1: I just want to say, um, you know, one thing that it would be really nice to come back, especially, you know, um, in like, well, yeah, like in street fighter is the, um, is the uh what you call it? the uh interactions at the beginning of a match like we really don't have that anymore we yeah. like those are pretty much done like th- we haven't had anything like that since before Street Fighter 4 I think like they they kind of got rid of that and you remember like like street uh, I I hate to keep bringing bringing this game up but I mean we have no choice like Street Fighter Alpha 3 like if you had like um if you have like you show up like with Ryu and you're about to fight Sagat and Sagat is, like, standing there, and he's got, like, Dan, and, like, he's all, he just got finished, like, beating the snot out of Dan, and he's like, oh, Ryu, you're here? Man, get out of here, Dan. Like, yo, you know? Or when Sagat and Adam meet up, and they're doing, like, they're hitting, they're attacking each other, and their attacks are clashing and stuff. Yo, that's yeah. sick, you know? Ryu you over there can getting... The fist bump. Yeah, right? Ryu, Ken over there giving Ryu a noogie and stuff, and then Ryu's like, get off me, man. You know? Like, I'm not a kid anymore, bro. Like, you know, that... That stuff, man, that adds, that adds like, I don't know, man, like such personality to the game, you know? Like, cause like, you know, like there's, you know, there's a story, you know, there's lore, but like, but then there's also like the game is like, oh yeah, but you know, they have these like little interactions at the beginning of a match. It's like, yeah, especially when, um, that one, uh, that I think it was doing that story thing when Gen, um, and Akuma try to kill each other at the beginning of the match and they both like both fail and they're both kind of like, uh, I guess we have to fight normal now. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, that would be something nice to come back and, like, Street Fighter, like, that would be really cool to see again. Also, I, I forgot
3: to mention that the version of Street Fighter I was mentioning also did not include Blanco, so just to put that out there. <laughs> um, actually, in, in this storyline of is dead, like, he's, like, 12 feet under instead of six. Like, he has a Seven Eleven on top of his grave, so he cannot come back to the game. Just want to clarify that.
0: <laughs> that man, that man Blanca just out here trying to be a character like everybody else, man. Just... Don't
2: Blanca lives matter too. Get that man out of here. I hate the character
3: though. I'm Get with you. that man out of here. When they man. made that stupid uh, plushy costume five, I was just like, I'm sorry. Get that man out of here.
2: If they decided to not bring Blanca back after five, I wouldn't even complain. Though I'm just you wouldn't, even, you not wouldn't, even, wouldn't
3: even notice it? <laughs> You wouldn't even notice it?
0: <laughs> Y'all just be happy if Street Fighter Six just started off with Blanca getting raged and demoned into the abyss. <laughs>
3: that would be a great intro. Like him, Nakuma come across Blanca in the wild, and he just like miss so, and he just like, oh, Blanca's gone.
0: Cool. <laughs> I tell you they do need to bring that announcer from Street Fighter Alpha 3 back though he needs to come back that that man had the whole game hype from the the character select just every aspect of the game you know but uh, so we can move on to this last topic that we have and um, Ryan Hart he put out a tweet basically saying that he doesn't feel like the FGC can ever reach like peak potential you know in an online only area era now you know we know the fgc is founded off you know coming together in arcades and stuff like that everybody together playing games and stuff like that and you know we keep it going with our major tournaments our locals and things like that so we are a community based off you know um physical in-person interaction but now with the whole pandemic and everything everything has shifted basically to just online only and we're trying to keep the you know the spark of the community alive in this era that we are in now. So uh, do we basically agree with this tweet that, you know, we, we really just can't reach the levels of our, you know, the ultimate goal of what we will reach in this online only era. Do you feel like, you know, being in person is what we need to get us to a place to where we're at that next level. So start with you, Devin. Um,
3: this is actually an interesting topic, and I feel like Ron Hart is probably coming from the, the perspective of like how the FGC was grounded, how it was more grassroots, and how it was just like, that's what it was. It was like interaction. Even from the onset of the arcade, it was people right there playing each other. Um, and even now, as we progress throughout the years, again, tournaments and, and events being held in person, but I, I do kind of want to point out this uh, a game like Fortnite. Fortnite is has even though it, it's a different entity because it's like it's just this this big thing of a game, right? But I think a lot of the events for Fortnite um, was like kind of online stuff. A lot of it's like online qualifiers. A lot of stuff for it was online, like. A lot of the time, the only I think events that Fortnite would have that were in person, like the very last like top qualifiers, like the one for like millions of dollars. Um, I know that's, again, a different uh, lane because that's a a free to play uh, battle royale game as opposed to fighters. And again, like we mentioned before, um, fighting games are still they're up definitely on the rise, but we're still niche just in comparison to stuff like that. Um, I think we can, though. I think it's just going to take, um, a lot more dedication and work from just like people that are exposing the game online, like online events, online tournaments. Um, and I, I think we've been doing a pretty good job of it ever since like COVID has happened. I think the transition from like, um, in-person tournaments and stuff like that, like next level battle circuit, a lot of these things have still been consistently going on, even though we're at home. Um, so I, I feel like there is a possibility that, that we have an opportunity to still grow and reach a higher level, even if we're not necessarily, you know, playing each other in person. Um, I mean, a lot of these events and stuff are still going on, e-league is still happening, um the Dragon Ball National, all those things are still happening, even though COVID is still a thing. Um so I I feel like it's just a, a different route we have to go. We have to like start planning differently and like a little more strategically. Like I said, I think it's just going to be having people that stream these events and stuff like that, like, um, you know, I guess, you know, Spooky, all these different people, maybe even some new people to come out and just give things more exposure and put light on. So it's like, hey, look, we're at the house, but we're still willing to, like, put these things together and still have a, you know, um, somewhat of a sense, I guess, of virtual camaraderie. So I think it's still possible. I don't think it's, like, out of the question at all. Yeah, I think, um, uh,
1: like, definitely, like... I feel like um, when, when we're asking the question about whether or not like the FGC can reach like its like peak or the ideal spot where it needs to be, you know, without like in-person, you know, um, in-person interaction, I think like, I mean, everybody, I mean, I enjoy tournaments. I think like, you know, going to majors, locals and stuff like that's, that stuff is awesome. But that's like, uh, like Devin was saying, like, like there are games like Fortnite that most of the presence is online you know? So, and like the very, very last like qualifiers they do, you know, are in person, but most of that stuff is done online. And we're in that era right now where, you know, you kind of have to have a shift in mentality about what exactly constitutes a good FGC event. And, you know, we're all online right now. I mean, there are a couple, there are a few things that are going offline, but a majority of, majority of events are uh, conducted online now. And, you know, we can't. I think we can't get stuck in that kind of uh, that stuck in like the place where we're like, okay, well, the only way that we could possibly reach our like true potential is doing in-person is doing in-person stuff. Like, I mean, it'd be great, but I mean, if that's not a possibility, if that's not a possible, if that was never a possibility ever again. So that means that we wouldn't be able to realize our true potential, like our, our, our maximum potential ever. I don't think so. I think that that's a, I think we'd definitely be able to do that. We're definitely, people are doing it right now. It's the people are getting used to it. It's it's definitely not something that was gonna, it's 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 one year, you know, it's one year. It, it wasn't even a uh, 100% full year that we were doing this, you know, and people are just now getting, things happen slowly. It's not something that happens quickly. These are things that um, occur over time. And uh, it's progress, you know, like let's, it's like, let's call it what it is, it's progress we're progressing towards a situation where either one or two things is going to happen either a we're going to end up having all of our events online what i mean which is which might be possible or b we end up uh, in a situation where we have like a hybrid fgc where we're doing both online and o- offline events all the time and you know we're getting to the point where now where people are kind of um like the companies are realizing the value of uh, good net code you know so that we have like the stable net code so we could like we're getting as close to the to the person sitting next to us or what our like our hypothetical um sit person sitting next to you as close as possible. So I don't know man. I think um uh I think like we're we're moving in that direction. It like we've had years, years to cultivate an offline presence, offline events with uh, with people. You know, this is the first year that we've ever had to be like, OK, we've had to conduct everything online. We've had to do everything online, ever play all your matches online, do your do your like quote, your like locals online, do your majors online. You have to do every single thing online. That's not an easy transition. So I think um, I think um, it's it's fair to say that we're still kind of in the infancy of doing something like this. So I would say, yeah, we, we could definitely achieve our maximum potential with online with online events it's just like you got to have the have the frame of mind to think of it as okay like what do we got to do to get us there you know
2: yeah i feel like uh what's the word once i'm 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 kind of in the middle like uh the way i'm kind of you know picturing picturing in my you know you see like for example you see all these movies y'all know the good old sports movies these sports movies they always have uh that triumphant moment when somebody overcomes something a team win or whatever the case may be and it' always be in front of these big giant crowds that that gives that you know that illusion that you know' it's just this big this big moment and it'd be like that in like every movie especially well, I say the sports movies so you know, I feel like as humans, I know me, for example, like uh, once COVID happened, it it made it harder you know, to have and passion you know, to play. Maybe if net code was there, you know better net like for like me with DBZ V-Trigger 5 you know, if the net code was there, maybe it would be different, you know, but the online the way it is it makes it harder to kind of stay encouraged to really play really practice and uh the online tournaments like I won one for DBZ it felt good to win it you know cuz it was DBZ and you know it was, I was able to prove to myself like you know I can do it in a different game too but you know it's just something about If I would have won a DBZ tournament offline and just a crowd of people just soaking it in with you, you know, basking in the glory of your, you know, your first big win or something like that. I think that's kind of what I think about when he was saying, you know, that you need that kind of human interaction. Like you, you're going to get hyped up by yourself, you know, if you get that win, of course, but it's just that, that extra something about if you do it offline and, you know, you got people that's just enjoying that moment with you. And hopefully, you know, down the line, it be both where, you know, online can be, you know, because of course we got all our offline events and things like that. But I would love if it's events that help you qualify from online to offline events because it's a lot of people, you know, that's really good online, but they don't have no way to get to these tournaments. It's better for people that, you know, don't nobody know about or people know about them, but they don't know too much about them. So that's why I say it's kind of a mixed bag. I feel like you need both, you know, and, you know, like I was saying earlier, good net code, you know, hopefully that's what it seemed like the developers are realizing you know how important having a good online is yeah i think that's it
0: <laughs> yeah i think you really need both but i can't understand where ryan is coming from because you know your foundation or your source you know if that's what you're built off of and that's where you come from you'll always be longing for it you know Um, We're we're founded on, you know, human interaction, uh, crowds, being around people and things of that nature. So it's something that you will always be longing for, especially in a time like this where, you know, it seems like you were forced to stop doing what you were doing and not more so like, okay, I have a choice let's lean more towards this than that so you know you always be longing for it it's kind of like kids and their parents you know they just you know if you separate a kid from their parents they always long for them because that's who they came from that's that's their foundation so but you know but i think in this time we need to kind of be focusing more on online because if we just look at the way of the world that's just where everything is going and especially now that we we live in a reality where we know that at any moment like we could just shut down again you know this is the first time something like this has happened we really need to look at ourselves and just really understand like okay we need to make a decision now we need to find out a way to not solely depend on uh in-person tournaments that much anymore and really understand that like especially we talking about going to next levels and stuff investors companies sponsors and stuff like that they're really going to be looking at your online presence from here on out to really just see like how profitable you are because they're going to look at us and be like you want me to only focus on like in-person events where we just had a pandemic that can just snap that all and you know in, in, in one fell swoop like no so we need to understand that we need to focus more so on the online, but at the same time, like we'll always long for that in-person uh, tournament feel, you know, it's okay to have that. But it, I mean, it's obvious now we're transitioning into a place where it's like look it's okay you can have that but that doesn't need to be your sole focus you need to learn how to balance both so you know we need to have the in-person and stuff like that for ourselves. you know just to remember where we come from and things like that but we need to also have the online so people so because we need to understand like this is where stuff is going I mean it's like nowadays if you have any type of business and you don't have a website or a social media presence like what are you doing you know if you're not making some type of content what are you doing so we just need to kind of you know because it seems like so many people are just so gung-ho on in in person that when the pandemic started they just stopped everything didn't do nothing it was just like i'm i'm gonna just sit here and wait until you know um in person things come back and it's just like you can't do that man like you life is all about you know transition and change it's like either you gonna you know willfully change or you're gonna be forced to change one way or the other so it's like it's just really your choice so you know that's that's how i feel about it you know we'll always long for that in-person stuff but we really need to understand that that can't be our end all be all anymore so that is our last topic for the day so that's it for this episode of input output uh thank everybody for you know listening and you know hearing us all give our opinions on fighting games <laughs> you know so we really appreciate those who listen those who are constantly supporting leaving comments sharing the videos and things like that uh we really want to give a special thank you to the cool kid for joining us uh today you know uh cool kid do you have any last words anything you like to say plug tell the people where to follow you anything like that
2: well, I just first I'll say thank y'all again for for having me. I enjoyed it, and hope y'all didn't mind the shaky camera. But I I think I did pretty good just holding the phone this whole time.
1: <laughs> you good, man. Hey, you did great. All
2: right. <laughs> thank you. I ain't got too much to add besides, you know, I'm I'm finally getting my YouTube together, so. Uh my URL is like extra long, so I ain't gonna even tell y'all that. I'ma just say I'll just type in my name and my YouTube channel will pop up like immediately. So um you can follow my Twitch too. No, don't follow my Twitch. I don't even really use it like that. And my YouTube, I mean my Twitter is just uh at Redmond R E-D-M-O-E-N-D 2393. And I think that is it. That's it for me.
0: All right. And we just want to thank again our co-hosts Evan and Devin, Mr. GamingLift, and, and MCE Mason himself. Thank Thanks you sir. guys. Uh as always, for your analyst opinions on these fighting games. So did y'all have anything? Last things y'all want to say?
3: Uh just no blocking street fighter. That's
1: all I can think of. <laughs> Thanks again to The Cool Kid for coming on. (laughs) Appreciate you very much. As always, you know, good job by our boy Octavian, a.k.a. Rexon Max, for um, being on the ones and twos and making sure that everything runs smoothly behind the scenes. As always, thank you very much, sir. My co-host, Mr. Gaming Lift, for always bringing uh, bringing the hilarity. Um, As always, thanks to everybody who's out there listening. It's your boy, MCE Amazing. You know what it is. You know how we do here on Input Output. Thank you very much.
0: And there's nothing else to say after that. So we'll catch you guys next time on the next one. Peace out.